Hello. Welcome to Watar. Guys, new studio, new music. I want to welcome you to the music, to the to the fine idlings, Greg Gilbertson. That's right, Wisconsin supporter and also a world-class musician. Also a recent sojourner at the KP table. Listen to that. It's so good. I love it. This is Watar. This is White Juju. We've been talking about it over the last three episodes. Today I want to finish. What is Juju? So what have you been doing? We're trying to figure out the story of voodoo, which is really another word for old world folk religion, which is really another word for something like paganism, which is another word for something like old world religion minus the monotheistic inclination of Islam, Judaism, and Christianity. Some people argue in history those are the rationalizing religions. I, I don't argue that. I don't think Christianity is rationalizing. I think it would be a the proper unity of irrationality and reason. But that aside, as your guide today, I want to finish my thoughts on signs, cures, and witchery, also known as white juju, by just playing you a little voice, a little voice from Appalachia, from a documentary, you can catch the, you can you can go Google it, you can see this, the show notes. But I just want you to hear what I've been talking about. This is a lady reporting about some some juju that was practiced in Appalachia. If you can see it, the woman you're looking at right now is actually a witch. She was accused of such, and she admits to it. But this is a different woman we're going to jump in. Let's listen. She had a trees above the house. She called her pigeon. This is Mary. And she had a black cat she'd send across the hill to her other sister. She's talking about a witch nearby her coming up when she was a little girl. She'd drive pins in that territory. Whenever whenever she wanted to bewitch someone, she'd put a pin in that tree. He never got mom, she never got dad, because they always carried a ticket. You can doctor somebody. Oh boy, you can doctor somebody. This lady's great. She never got dead because she carried a ticket. So a ticket was what the witch was riding up there in West Virginia. This is in West Virginia. Some of these cats are in Kentucky, some are in West Virginia. So the ticket is what you can write if you're a witch that will protect you. The ticket, the witch would write different tickets and protect different people. And you would always do it in a name of something. And often it was in the name of the Holy Ghost. Which makes sense because it's a ghost. You see, I'm not being, I don't know, I'm not being blasphemous. I'm trying to show you guys something. A witch is a witch is a witch. In other words, a person dabbling in the spirit is dabbling in the spirit. And most of us, because of the things we've been talking about over the four quote, episodes of white juju, go back and look at them. I would love that. Most of us think we're not dabbling at all. That's the whole point. The new world, the new world lig says we don't dabble at all. That there is no dabbling in the spiritual world because it doesn't exist. Last episode, we talked about the 10 principles of the modern world, the 10 scientific principles. One of them is that nothing has consciousness 
right? In the sense that it has a consciousness tied to something greater. Each consciousness is contained in the brain, like entirely contained within the skull called, or within the, within the bone called your skull. Everything is inside of there. There is no connection, a psychic connection to anyone outside of that. So what I want to do is a very short conversation where we look at Ian McGilchrist for just a second. So he's he's world-renowned philosopher. He's a, he's a PhD and doctor. And he talks to us all the time. I highly recommend. Go check out the show notes. McGilchrist is going to talk to us about how the brain diseases of the modern world aren't diseases in the sense that, you know, like maybe cancer is a disease, but I think he might even go so far to say the cancer itself is a type of, it's an extended spiritual event, but I won't speak for him. He just says this, the diseases of the modern world that we find called brain diseases, like ADHD, they're, really more something like willed imbalances. Um, that there's a reliance on the left side of the brain, the part of us that orders and controls and plans and does math, right? That this side of the brain has gotten too heavy, essentially. It's gotten too, best way to think of it is too dominant, right? And so he talks about this imbalance as really being a way that we inherit thinking itself. We have in our culture, we have taught a way of thinking that is imbalanced. So he goes so far as to think that depression and schizophrenia, ADHD, they're the result of the imbalance in the mind. And that is in part, imbibed and taken in through the culture. It's not like your brain has a problem. Now, maybe it does. Maybe some brains have problems, but in general, culture is creating the imbalance. And we are becoming it, the imbalance itself. Right? So the mind is being imbalanced by decisions real people are making each day to deny or destroy the spiritual worldview. See, what he's going to try to say is, is the left, or sorry, the right hemisphere, it's 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 doing something like allowing you to see sim sim the symbolic world, the iconic world, the world of images, which are just as real. Some might call it the art world, the ability to see things that are right, they're they're they have the nature of an, an an analogy or the nature of a metaphor. They're metaphorical. And that these are realities. They're just as true as math or right things you touch and smell. And so he thinks that the cult of math and the cult of the math mind has grown into an ogre. And it's making all of us ill. The immaterialist has lost so completely. In other words, our witch friends have lost so completely in this battle with the materialist world that, well, it's bad for all of us. In other words, 
what people used to think of as destroying the irrational, that effort of the new world mind to destroy the irrational, to get rid of superstition, that has ended in illness. Modern culture has a brain bleed. And we are all covered in that blood. And I think he's right. With one caveat. The right brain, the, the immaterialist, the irrationalist in all of us, I'm, I'm simplifying. I know. Someone's going to go, you're not doing it right. I know. I'm, I'm simplifying so you can see. But that immaterialist in all of us, the irrational person, the, quote, religious person, the spiritual person, the postmodern meaning maker in us, that part of us, well, it may have lost the fight, McGilchrist may be right. Uh, however, just like the guy in Halloween, Jason, who keeps coming back, the left brain will have its revenge. The postmodern mind is going to come back to life. And like a boomerang, <laughs> it's going to teach us all manner of left brain truths, material and immaterial and unlike... <laughs> And very much, it's it's just going to take over. It's coming back right now as we speak. This way of being, this way, this this epistemology, uh, and very much unlike the last three hundred years, it's not going to help us. This way of being, it's not going to help us get rich or fat or happy. <laughs> It's going to create a different type of sickness. It'll mostly just remind us that demons are real. And please show me where the angels hang out. That's the good scenario is that people wake up. But yeah, if, if society becomes sick in a left brain kind of way, the way it got sick in a right brain kind of way, I'm using McGilchrist here. I think what happens is these witches and all manner of spiritualists rule the day, which is exactly what you see in the old world in many places. But that's going to create a different type of chaos, a different type of illness. Too much chaos also has its problems, right? So I think we're moving and have moved to this bifurcated kind of modern culture. We're right in the middle right now. That's why it's so exciting. But as it moves, as we move away from order, control, rationalism, right? As we move away from that and into the machine, right? The machine will use all matters of tricks in order to help us make sense of the world. And I, I just think it's going to be fascinating. I think it's going to be really fascinating. You get a type of like machine versus the myriad, Babylon versus Grendel, the Grand Inquisitor versus the Grand Nihil, right? Total control versus total chaos. We're right in the middle right now. And I think that's one reason why you see the sort of middle way of orthodoxy as being very attractive to people. It both allows and invites the the rational, but it it demands the mystery. You can't kill either one. Yeah. 
I think maybe all of history is always, always about this. I think you can pick any time in history and essentially this conversation can be framed and it will help make sense of every historical epic ever. And that is today's gig on water. Uh, I'm John Hears www.first-things.org is my thing. I'm the director and founder, along with Ryan Joe, who I saw this weekend. Uh, more coming up on Wattar. Can't wait to hear you and what you think about this. Go write comments if you're looking at this on YouTube. I'd love to hear from you. Little by little, day by day, Christos Volskres, Gagi Marjos, Nakvamdis, au revoir, and much love. Peace out.